Welcome to Coffee and Combos with Josh and Becca. Thank you for joining us as we launch today. Grab your cup of coffee, sit back, and listen to the one where we introduce ourselves. Welcome to Coffee and Combos, our first episode ever. Is this crazy? Wow, so crazy. <laughs> so maybe I can't believe that many people actually want to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call us like podcasters? Now, I guess. I guess we're officially podcasters. Well, wow. first we're vloggers, now we're podcasters, <laughs> <laughs> amateur vloggers. <laughs> um, man, it, it's it's crazy. Uh, you know, we're sitting here. It's um. It's a Tuesday night and uh, sipping sipping some coffee right now. Every episode, by the way, we want to just share with you um, uh, what we're drinking. And so tonight we're having some counterculture uh, coffee, really good stuff. I'm sipping it from my favorite mug, <laughs> Polynesian Village Resort mug. Here we go. Becca can tell you I have a deep obsession, not just with Disney, but with the Polynesian Resort. <laughs> Specifically, the Poly. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag Poly. Um, yeah, in later episodes, I know we'll get into it. We'll talk about the Poly, <laughs> definitely at some point. Um, but no, welcome to the podcast. Um, we're, we're really honored. We're really excited to start this journey together. It's been crazy, you know, for, I would say, over a year now. We've had conversations just about like, man... One day we'd love to write a book or mm-hmm. start a podcast. Um, you know, we've we've had our Disney vlog going, and that's been cool to share Disney stuff. But we wanted to have something where we could share kind of our heart on different subjects. Um, and so the heart of this podcast is literally um, to sit down at the table. We're sitting at our dining room table right now <laughs> and ha- share a cup of coffee, have a conversation uh, about random stuff. Um, we're going to have tons of different conversations throughout these episodes from Disney to, uh, Netflix to theology, to God, uh, sex, marriage, parenting, ministry, the list goes on, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Crazy. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to kick off this episode and, um, and yeah, uh, Beck, would, would you share just maybe some topics coming up and then. So we, um, actually, like posted a question asking like what people would want to hear. And so we've gotten some really cool stuff um, that we're looking forward to just talking on. And so um, I know that we're going to definitely do some interviews with different pastors um, and their wives and just like talk life with them. Um, We're going to hit on the topic of porn and sex. We're going to, um, we're definitely going to talk Disney. (laughs) Because if you know us, we have to talk Disney. Um, we'll talk about different coffees that we like to drink, um, best practices on parenting, or gosh, the stage or you know season that we're in now. Um, what what we're trying to see if we can give encouragement to other parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, so many things we're gonna hit on so many things, and and obviously in all of it, um, we're just gonna be super real with you guys. We're gonna share our heart. Um, we might not always know the answer or the right way, um, but we're gonna surely do our best, and we just hope that it encourages you and maybe makes you laugh <laughs> at the start of your week. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're excited. 
Yeah, we, we want to share just like um, if you could pull the curtains back and, and really see our lives. Uh, I know a lot of our friends um, and kind of close family, you know, know a lot about us, but we want to share probably details that a lot of you wouldn't know. Um, we're just, we, we live by this super transparent kind of code. Uh, we believe transparency really paves the way uh, for people to get to know you on a deeper level. Um, I know one of the things why we wanted to call this coffee and combos is uh, for me and Becca, believe it or not, both of us are introverts. And um, as a pastor, I've had to really extrovert myself. Becca, as a communications manager, she's had to really extrovert herself. And But one of the things we love is sitting down with people one-on-one and having a cup of coffee. Um, I can name so many like conversations I've had. Mm, so good. From yeah. people that just like, uh, they would never open up probably like if it was in my office yeah, or on a Sunday morning or at a small group, yeah. but they would totally open up at a Starbucks or a Symmetry Coffee over a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we definitely believe in the power of um, one-on-ones and places that just bring you comfort. And so for us, it's we love our house. We love to be home and enjoy our cute little house. And so, you know, for that, that brings us comfort. And so we love to have people come and sit with us and hang out with us and um, just share their life. And so that's, um, yeah, that's definitely a huge reason of why we wanted to launch this and call it what we did yeah coffee and combos so um we we wanted to start this episode we're calling it by the way um fun fact this is a really fun <laughs> fact um we are huge so two tv shows that both of us have literally watched so many times so many times it's probably pathetic but it's okay not pathetic not it's pathetic. amazing it's amazing <laughs> so the office clearly is one of our top tv shows if they if netflix if you ever take the office which i've heard rumors that they might you're done, right? You're already sinking. You're already going down. Disney Plus is beating you. So it's a matter of time. But The <laughs> Office is amazing. But our second favorite is Friends. Um, that's my first favorite, but that's okay. It Becca can be converted second. me. Becca converted <laughs> me. I, I was not uh, a friend. Let me think of the right you word. Not a friend of night. Right. <laughs> I guess. I don't think anyone's ever called it that, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, but so every episode, we're, we're going to call it kind of similar to a friend's episode. So this one, we're calling the one where we introduce ourselves. Um, so I'll go first and then Becca can can go next and just share about herself. But um, for all my friends who know me or people listening to this and you don't have any idea who I am, my name's Josh. Um, I was born and raised here in Ocala, Florida. Um, as some people call it, it gets me so angry. They call it slow Cala. It is not slow Cala. All right. Ocala is booming. It's awesome. I love the city of all my heart. Uh, me and Becca say it every time we come back from like Orlando or Tampa, as soon as you're on 75 and you hit Marion County, it just feels like home. Feels like home. Yeah. And, um, so I, I was actually born in Gainesville. I was the biggest baby in the hospital. All right. At the time. <laughs> At the time. All right. <laughs> My mama, who, keep in mind, was 41 years old. My God. I, I think about childbirth with Becca and all the stuff we went through with Jude. My mama was 41. Mm. Get this. This 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 hurts to say. I was 13 pounds, y'all. I He's was trying to kill his mom. A bit, if, listen, you don't want to see the picture of my mama. I mean, she looks like... A hot air balloon that's ready to explode. Let's just say that, <laughs> all right? So they had a C-section, and they got me out. And I think I was the biggest baby in the hospital for like a whopping 10 minutes. And then a lady <laughs> had a 14-pounder. So, Lord. 
all the women listening, you're just in agony right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was born in Gainesville and uh, my parents um, lived here in Ocala. And so I grew up here in Ocala. Um, uh, growing up, man, uh, one of the things I love and still love to this day was Star Wars. I can have so many fond memories of playing with Star Wars action figures and uh, in elementary school, just uh, role playing Star Wars with with friends on the playground and um, just so many cool memories there. Um, but you know, th- growing up throughout life and and just kind of becoming of age, one of the one of the like things that impacted my life most and. Uh, I pray to God, you know, that they listen to this is, um, my sister, Heather and my brother-in-law, Johnny, um, they, they really took me under their wing and just, uh, they loved on me. Uh, my parents did such a phenomenal job raising me as well, but man, um, uh, growing up with Johnny, uh, I was able to, to work with him side by side and, uh, learn the trade of flooring. And, um, that was, that was super fun period of my life. Um, Never, and this is kind of where me and Becca differ, we went on a lot of beach trips. We did a lot of fun stuff, but we definitely didn't do theme parks a whole lot, cruises. Becca's like the cruise champion, and I hope she shares that fun fact. She's like been on so many cruises. It's ridiculous. I'm like, I call her all the time. I'm like, you were uh, the spoiled child, like the the rich child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 man, I have such amazing family and... Um, all my family, for the most part, are believers. So I kind of grew up in a Christian household. And I'm not going to share my testimony on this episode. Um, I will in future episodes. But let's just say, you know, like anything in life, um, you fall. And uh, I had a hard falling throughout my teen years of not following Jesus and being addicted to porn and um, just, just kind of crazy stuff like that. And I ended up finding Jesus um, when I was 18. And um, but through my high school years, you know, I, I graduated from uh, Lake River High School. Go Canes! All right, <laughs> I don't, I don't. Is that really something to be proud of? <laughs> Has Lake River done anything? I don't know. Anyway, Go Canes! Um, <laughs> and um, so yeah, I graduated. But one of the things that helped me, I remember growing up, was uh, I was in weightlifting in high school. And uh, that really gave me just a positive image of myself and, and gave me that motivation that I needed just to stay strong. So when I came back to Jesus at 18, I just remember like um, this feeling of like someone who's been away from home for a long time and feeling the father's love for the first time and, and just being wrapped in his arms was was incredible. And um, and from there, man, I got the call to be a youth pastor. I know some people had asked me the question. Uh, on my Instagram, you know, like, when did you know you were called? Um, I knew I was called the same day that I came back home to Jesus. It was the most crazy thing. Me and my brother-in-law, we were driving home and in the car, I felt the father say, you're going to be a pastor. And I tell people this in all seriousness, like I, I laughed. I was like, yeah, God, you got some jokes. <laughs> and for those listening who have a call to ministry, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's scary. So I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Continued kind of pursuing. I wanted to do sports medicine that fell through um, time and time again. I tried to get in for that and just no, no door would open. I was continuing to do work with my brother-in-law doing flooring, but I just knew I had this call in my life. And man, when you know you have a call, you literally can't escape it. Mm-hmm. You can try and you can run a long ways. Um, 
but eventually God, God's going to catch up to you and he's going to remind you. And so I, I just said, you know what, what the heck, I'm going to, I'm going to try pursuing this. We'll see where it goes. So I started volunteering at a youth group here in Ocala and, um, those were such formative years for me. I remember going in and my youth pastor, um, Pastor Matt Cornett, amazing youth pastor. Um, he, sh- he really shaped my life. Um, he, he would have me on games every week um, in front of you know <laughs> students. And I just remember at the time, I had a really crappy attitude in my early years, by the way. And, and I'll get into, this is the dark part of Josh, um, the funny <laughs> dark part of Josh. I call it my arrogant years. I think every young youth pastor probably goes through these years. So maybe if you're young and you're a youth pastor and you're listening to this, take heed and take wisdom to this. But I remember having just this really crummy attitude. I would come in, I would be upset because nothing would be organized. And I remember one time my youth pastor pulling me aside. The kids that night um, just weren't listening, paying attention after the game. And I was upset. And he's like, Josh, he's like, you just got to let it go over your shoulders, man. He's like, we're here to minister to students. He's like, it's not the end of the world. It's just a game. He's like, life will move on. And I remember from that moment just thinking, man, there's so much more sometimes to ministry than the programming. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, go, walking walking through that. So anyway, from there, um, I really felt like this call in my life uh, to pursue a higher education. And so I uh, went down and I toured Southeastern University and um, fell in love with the campus. And back then, this is 2012, SEU, it is not SEU today. Mm. It's like the rich came onto SU's campus. They got a football <laughs> stadium. They got a medical facility. Mm-hmm. Chapel was off the chain. Like all this stuff. Like back then I remember like I, I lived in uh in the freshman dorm Bauer and uh one of the craziest dorms by the way. Here's a really funny story. So one night I got home because I was still working at Target. Um, which by the way that's another part of my life real quick. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I Besides Disney, I have a deep obsession with Target. Um, and he is that girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so I worked there for a season of my life. Uh, I was a, a team lead for a little bit. And um, that was that was super fun, formative years. But when I got to Lakeland, I was just a team member. And so it was like super late. Got home, uh, back back to Bauer. And so I was like, man, I'm tired. And you got you to gotta know, when you live in a freshman dorm on a college campus... There is no sleep. All right. Mm-hmm. It is yelling, partying, even at a Christian school all night long. So I remember, man, I got to go take a shower. I'm tired. So I get in the shower, doing my own thing. And all of a sudden, this dude opens my shower curtain. <laughs> he comes in the shower with me. I give him a look <laughs> like, homie, I don't swing that way. What you doing? Oh, my. Like, and, and he kind of just looked at me like, I, like, he was like, bro, bro, I'm so sorry. Like, I thought you were a different person. I said, who? <laughs> oh I was a God. different person. Jesus. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of TMI moments on this episode, by the way. So, uh, especially episode two. Preface it. If you're young, listening ears. Anyone below the age of 13, you don't need to listen. <laughs> it's not your podcast. Not your podcast. Uh, Sidetrack. So, anyway. Uh, did did SU for a year, lived in Lakeland. Um, it was an amazing time of my life. I also was an intern at the Lakeland House of Prayer. So for all my House of Prayer people, 
Y'all know who you are. That is my jam. I love House of Prayer. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was super, super fun. And then um, just some financial difficulties came about and um, and I wasn't able to continue. And so got super down. Um, that was a really dark season uh, living in Lakeland. I remember getting back to my dorm thinking, what am I going to do next? Feeling depressed, feeling lonely. And um, and so, man, I, I left Lakeland. And at the time, I was my best friend, Lee, um, who still is my best friend, love Lee to death. Um, me and him did um, did ministry together before I moved to Lakeland. We started a, a, a youth conference called Culture Shift. Um, that's a whole another podcast that I plan to have Lee on because <laughs> we got a lot of stories. <laughs> um, but yeah, Culture Shift was awesome. So I had already kind of a bridge with the the church that I'm currently at, City Light Church, and the lead pastor, Pastor Ken. Remember, just reached out to me and said, Josh. Um, you know, I want to mentor you. I want to pour into you. What would you think about coming on as the intern student pastor? And my eyes lit up because I'm thinking to myself, I'm not even finished with my degree. And I already have someone offering me a position. No, they saw the value in my life. And can I just say to you, young leader, if you're listening to this, um, if you have a lead senior pastor reach out to you and say they want to mentor you and pour into you, take it, take it, but stick your roots in the ground. Mm-hmm. Man, I, far too often in today's ministry culture, I just feel like guys bounce. Yeah. They never stick around. And um, and so, man, I've, I've been there now eight years, um, currently serve as um, a staff pastor there. I oversee our student ministry, I oversee our city groups, and I'm also one of the, the communicators on Sunday. And um, it, it's amazing what God's done over these years, just to see like the growth personally in my life. And like I said, man, I, I had some arrogant spots in my life, but I'm grateful. We serve a God who sometimes humbles us and gets mm-hmm. us back to square one. And um, so I'm really excited. So here, I'm going to stop talking. Some fun <laughs> facts, though, real quick. And then I will let Becca kind of share her story. Uh, so as you guys know, I am obsessed with Disney. That's fun fact one. Like Shocked. Shocked, right? No one saw that coming. Um, <laughs> love, love, love Disney. Um, one of the things I think I love about Disney most is every time we go, no matter how many times we've been on Pirates of the Caribbean, no matter how many times we go to Epcot, and trust me, Becca hates walking the World Showcase. I love no, it. No, no, no. Let me explain. Okay, Stop. You explain. Side note. You explain. Because Josh wants to go... All the way to like the French Pavilion, which if you're not familiar, is like in the back of the park. Then he wants to go to Spaceship Earth, which is at the front of the park. Then he wants to go back where we left off. And so it's a back and forth thing. That is why I hate walking the showcase with him because he exhausts me. Go, go, keep going now. (laughs) When she was pregnant, I would make her walk, y'all. And her ankles were swollen. She was hurt. Ankles. He killed me. So I love Disney. Um, that's a really fun fact. Second fun fact. Um, let me think. Let me think. He loves documentaries. Yeah. That is a kind of a fun fact, right? Yeah. He's yeah. like obsessed with them. It's like actually really kind of funny. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I love documentaries. And lately my obsession has been YouTube. Like I love oh YouTube. And not just like any dumb video on YouTube. The videos I love most. Favorite Favorite, favorite vlogger, Simon Wilson. Amazing vlogger. Uh, he does like the no money challenges and uh, crazy. I would highly encourage you to go search that right now. Um, I love Michael K, Dave K, um, Tom Does Disney, all these different it's a vloggers. Couple one that flies. 
Nate Kara. Nate and Kara. Right? Yeah. Nate and Kara. Yeah, that's a really fun world travel one. one. And then I love abandoned buildings and like abandoned <laughs> places. I don't know. I'm weird, y'all. <laughs> I'm weird. I know. I used to love video games growing up and still love video games to a degree, but uh, YouTube's my jam right now. I could stick yeah. on YouTube all night. Becca can attest to that. Yes, he can. And then he cries while he can't wake up. But whatever. <laughs> you know, you got to hit that early morning grind and do those devos. And you got your boy over here who can't get seem to get bed. his eyes up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a little bit about myself. I'm sure you're going to learn tons more about me. And there's going to be other random stuff that pops up um, throughout this uh, journey together. But um, baby, share your oh, story. Oh, sorry. One other fun fact about Josh is he has like an obsessive personality and so once he decides that he likes something that is like it or once he like decides that he like wants to know about something he will know every single thing in the like on the planet about that one subject yeah (laughs) i will literally research Everything I know. Like, we're getting ready to go on a cruise. Holy Lord. I've researched every aspect of the cruise ship. I know exactly the layout, I the room size. Like, it's it's kind of strange, kind of weird. It's like something that I really love about him, and I also really hate it. <laughs> she really hates it because I'll be I like, hate Becca, it. check out this video. Becca, look at this. And she's just like, can we just snug? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so about me. Um... So if I'm like Josh, I'm going to start from when I was born. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't really know all those details. (laughs) I don't know all those details. But um, I, so my parents lived in Fort Lauderdale um, and they actually had me in Miami. And then I lived in, I lived in Fort Lauderdale for just a couple years, but for the most part, I have uh, been raised in Ocala um, for like as long as I can pretty much remember. I only have like a few memories in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and um, my mom, like growing up, was always like the children's pastor. And then my sister was like my youth pastor growing up. And so, like, I've been involved in church. Um, fun fact like, all of my family was um, actually like Catholic. So all my family's from New York. I'm the only like Florida baby in my entire family. And um, so, you know, being Catholic is, is pretty normal there. And so when they came, they were they were Catholic. And um, my brother Carl actually was the first to get saved and in turn actually saved the rest of the family, which wow. is really, really cool. Side note. Um, so I don't really know too much about like being Catholic. Um, so when I was four, actually, I gave my life to Jesus. And I know that kind of sounds funny because um, you're like, really, at four, can you actually, like, give your life to Jesus? But, like, I know I did because my mom, um, she even tells me, she was like, you know, I knew that you had given your your life to God because when, when people would ask you, like, why are you so happy or why are you so, like, whatever, it was always, like, because Jesus made me that way. So, like, I already, like, knew who I was and, like, was rooted in my identity of, like, why I was the way I was was because Jesus made me. So, <clears throat> I was that church kid <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> um, I, like, legitimately loved Jesus. I always have loved Jesus. I've never, like, I've definitely had my fair share of, like, screwing up and sinning and messing up, and I still do. Um, and even, like, my um seasons of just like walking away but like i never walked away from jesus like i always loved Mm -hmm. him i always served him um 
So it's kind of funny that you can like do both, but you can because I did it. <laughs> um, so fast forward um, in 2006, actually, um, I, well, in oh gosh, let me back up. Sorry. Before that, when I was in fourth grade, um, I was in a Polaris accident um, and the Polaris had like flipped and my ankle got caught up caught under. It was like busted open and broken. It was really gross. It was like four days before Christmas. <laughs> so Becca, by had... the way, is the thrill seeker of us. <laughs> like she's obs- like she'd jump out of an airplane. Yeah. Literally. And I'm the Crazy. most accident prone person <laughs> and clumsy. So it's really a bad mix. <laughs> but anywho. So yeah, so that'll happen. So my ankle broke. It was like four days before Christmas. I was on crutches for literally ever. It felt like um, then 2006, I was going into sixth grade and I, in my left, like my left leg, I started to like literally lose the ability to walk. Um, there was like so much pain in my hip. And so we had thought maybe it was from like favoring, you know, favoring the other side from it, like being broken and me on crutches for so long. So we thought that was like the only logical reason of like why a almost sixth grader <laughs> can't walk anymore. <laughs> so I ended up having to move to crutches um, because literally it was getting so severe um, that I couldn't even put my shoes on. I couldn't, I literally couldn't put weight on it. I couldn't walk, couldn't like shave my legs, couldn't get ready. Like it was a serious, like I needed my mom to do like all that stuff for me. And so I had booked an appointment with a specialist and it took like months to get in and everyone like just kept saying like, Oh, with physical therapy, blah, 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 we'll all get better. No one really had a good answer for me of like why this was spontaneously happening. So in that process, my grandma went into surgery and she got, um, she had her surgery. It was like a normal, like not even crazy surgery. Well, within two months, like, there was this rapid decline in my grandma's life. And so like Mm. my grandma was like one of my most favorite people in the world Mm. and I'm not going to get emotional, but I loved her. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, love her to pieces. And I really wish that she could have met Josh because she would just have loved him. And so anyways, there was like a really rapid, they ended up finding cancer. Cancer was just like spreading rapidly over her body. And so we went up there, um, my grandma was like forgetting like her memory was going crazy. Like it just was so wild. Like my grandma who was like the funnest, most like thrill person, just amazing human being um, to like can't get out of her bed. Doesn't really, didn't really recognize me. Wow. Um, all of this different stuff. And so within two months um, of just that one surgery, she ended up passing away. And that like really, really hit me. And so um, I remember my grandma passed away. We had her funeral. I had to fly back into town because she lived in New York um, because I had an appointment with my specialist like just like two days after the funeral. So I flew back. I go see the specialist. He literally comes in after like 20 minutes of like just seeing and talking to me. They did Mm -hmm. like an x-ray and they said like you need to have emergency surgery. Like your bone has slipped out of its growth plate. So it's like real deal stuff. So here I am. (laughs) My grandma went in for a surgery. Not a big deal. Died two months later. I'm going in. I'm being rushed into surgery. My parents are still in New York. I flew down with my siblings. So there was just a lot of fear. 
So I ended up getting the surgery. They put a screw in my hip and then I don't even think I took pain medicine pretty much after my surgery because I had, I had been in so much pain for so long that like after surgery, I felt incredible. So that was like amazing. So there was that. And then there were many instances throughout <laughs> my middle school years where I was either on crutches or in a sling because I hurt myself constantly. Um, so, so that's definitely, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I remember in 2000, oh gosh, I don't remember the year, but when I was in, well, I was in seventh grade. So it was probably like 2000. 14, 13, something like that. Um, I went to a camp. Um, it's like my all-time favorite camp in the entire world. Hashtag Global Youth Ministry. I love you guys. Um, I went to there and I felt the call to missions. Um, and my like whole life like changed. Like I was so sold out for Jesus and like wanted to move overseas. I wanted to like help with orphanages and share the gospel to like everyone that I could possibly meet. And so from then on, I just like couldn't get that out of my head, couldn't get that out. And then when I was 16, I went and studied, um, well, I went and did camps um, and I was a campus intern. And so I like did the dishes, I helped with cleaning. I did like all the behind the scenes stuff that helps run a camp. I did that for two summers and then I was the coordinator the third summer. And so I got to lead that team. And then I was, I went to school there because they actually have an institute. And so they do um, different programs. So I took their missions program. And so when I graduated um, high school, I went and lived on a mountain for a year and got to study um, and then interned with them. And then um, I was a staffer there that summer. And I'll get into more details on that of my testimony, because funny enough, when I was seeking Jesus the most was also when I was not <laughs> being a good person <laughs> at the same time, which is really sad, but it is what it is. Um, but God loves me and he's so awesome. And then, um, yeah, and then I came home and I ended up going to City Light Church and that's where I met my guy. And so we'll dive into that just in a probably a few minutes. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to share just a couple fun facts about me. Um, fun facts, fun facts. Um, I like to draw and paint in my spare time. I don't do it enough, but I really do like to do that. Um, you love doing your nails. <laughs> yeah. I love to do my nails. <laughs> um, it's like, I love hate. I love to have them done, but I really hate doing them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else? Um, I love chocolate. Loves chocolate. <laughs> I love coffee. Yes. Um. Which, fun fact, we're so opposite because you love chocolate. I hate chocolate. He does not like chocolate. Is that Don't even come at me. Don't hate thing. on me with that. All right? Please Listen. hate on him. He's crazy. <laughs> uh, what else? What's another fun fact about me? Yikes. Um... <laughs> I love to laugh, but that's not really a fun fact. You could pretty much figure that out by knowing me. I love to make other people laugh. I'm really goofy. You, I, I love this fun fact. So it's kind of a fun fact. And it's like scary at the same time. So <laughs> Great. growing up, she had, uh, she had a Maine Coon Here we cat. Go. And I love hearing this story because it was her dad's cat. And oh. if you don't know what a Maine Coon cat is, am I saying it right? <laughs> Mancoon. Yeah, it's probably pronounced both ways. All right. Huge. I mean, these cats they're weigh like, so some of them stupid. weigh like 100 pounds. They're crazy. It's, it's like a freaking little like, lion. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. Terrified it's going to eat you. Anyway, 
Share, share your story with this cat. So this cat, okay, so if you ask my dad, he swears that this cat is like an angel. This cat was from the pit of hell. Literally, I'm the devil convinced. reincarnated. Literally. So, um, oh, in seventh, sorry, um, back trail. This makes a little bit more sense for the story. So in seventh grade, I got mono. And that actually was like a really like pivotal like point in my life. So I got mono. And of course, I couldn't get like a case that would just last like a couple weeks or whatever. I literally had mono for six months. I was like crazy sick. I ended up having to get taken out of school. Um, and then when I tried to go back to school, they're like, oh, you missed too much. Like, you'll never catch up and we'll have to keep holding you back. And so I left this school and I was like, fine, I'll like make up all my stuff and I'll still like continue in the grade I was in. So I did an entire year's worth of work in three months of schooling. It was crazy. I literally worked from the moment I woke up till I went to sleep trying to catch up with school, (laughs) did tutoring. I mean, it was insane. I went back to school um, my eighth grade year until halfway of my ninth grade year. And then uh, my immune system was just so depleted from the mono um, that I just kept getting sick. Like if someone had a cold, if they had it for two days, I had it for four to six days. Mm. Like it just was killing me. And so I ended up deciding to do homeschooling. And so I homeschooled for the rest of my high school years. But it also was really awesome because I like joined a co-op and I like did a bunch of elective things that I like wouldn't have normally. I worked way harder in school than I ever did <laughs> when I was like in school and I was able to get a job. And so, yeah, really, really cool stuff. So it worked out in my benefit. Um, so anyways, when I was sick, um, cause I was home all the time. So I like my sleeping habits were crazy. And so I would be up like during the middle of the night a lot. And, um, so my kid, that cat, um, would come over to like my room at the time and it would like bang on my door um which was like freaky at like two in the middle like two in the morning okay something's just like weirdly banging sliding from the devil literally so it would open my door i am not even joking with you it opens my door and it like all of a sudden you know here i am i can't tell because when it first happened i was like panicking all of a sudden, my door like slowly opens and there's nothing there. It's just pitch black because you can't see a cat when you're in bed. So it like comes in and it jumps on my bed. And then from like that moment on for like months, if I close my door, it would just open it. And I couldn't lock it because otherwise it would just would bang on my door all night. So I either had to like leave it open or knew that it was coming. And it would come and it would sleep on my bed and it would sleep in between my legs. And if I moved my legs, it would bite me. Uh-oh. I'm not even kidding. It was like the worst thing ever. I absolutely hated it. So, yeah, that's not really a fun fact about me other than, <laughs> than the fact that I don't like cats anymore. <laughs> Josh and Hattie, if you're watching, sorry, not watching, listening to this podcast, <laughs> I, I would love to hear your feedback on the story because I know, Josh, <laughs> you love cats. So, yeah, not a fan. <laughs> We're dog people. Hard pass. We're definitely dog people. Um, that was awesome. I think another fun fact, I l- absolutely love this about you since day one, is um, Becca loves handwritten notes. Yes, that's my love language. Loves handwritten notes. So, like, anytime Valentine's Day or Christmas or birthday comes around, she's like, forget, like, a Hallmark card. Mm-hmm. Like, give me okay. a handwritten note. So, we've been writing little love letters to each other since day one. I literally have a little box in my room. I was going to read them today, actually, but I didn't. But um, I ran out of time. But I have, like, every single note that he's ever written me since we, like, started being together. And, like, if any, like, if other people write me notes, like, I put them in that box, too. Like, I 
I just love handwritten notes. It makes me feel so loved. So give her handwritten notes, people. Write right. me notes. It's, it's her love language. <laughs> Be her pen pal. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that was awesome. You know, we, we wanted to share just a part of our story there. Um, and um, we, we want to try to keep also these episodes on the shorter side, um, even though right now we're about 35 minutes in. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but we knew this episode was going to be a little bit longer. Um, but we just want to share real quick, just the season of life we're in right now. Um, we we are just in an amazing season. We, eight months ago, gave birth. Well, you gave birth. I didn't give birth. But I was oh, there. Yeah. I felt your, yeah, we had a baby. <laughs> um, our little guy, Jude, who is yeah. just, oh, gosh, I can't even describe how cute he is. I mean, you've maybe seen pictures of him. You haven't. Go look us up on Instagram, Facebook. You can see plenty of pictures. He's but the light of our life. He is amazing. So yeah. we are in the season of right now of just like learning how to be parents, balancing work, balancing ministry, while trying to have fun, keep our sanity together. Um, we're super blessed. Like Jude is, I'm not just saying this because I'm his dad. He is probably hands down one of the best babies. Oh my gosh. He's like this kid angel. hardly ever cries, complains. Um, we, he self-soothes really good. He'll play by himself yeah. for like a really long time. We did this parenting class and I'm telling y'all. Hashtag it's amazing. Yes. Uh, parenting God's way. Amazing. Like yeah. one of the greatest tools I think that was ever given to us. Um, we have not lost a sleepless night. And I can't even think. I don't think we've ever had a sleepless night. Maybe when we first brought him home. Yeah, when we first brought him home. But, but this like, dude, like, sleeps 12 hours. Mm-hmm. He's been sleeping through the night since three months. Yeah. Like, he's just an all-star. And every, like, season where, like, he has to, like, lose something or, like, break, like, a habit or something. Like, he struggles for, like, a day, maybe a day and a half. And then he, like, pretty much is like, oh, okay, this is life now. <laughs> and he, like, gets it together. And it's just, like, he's just an angel. Um, which is really, really awesome because, you know, for any of you who know ministry, you know, it's a lot. And so like sleep is necessity. And then I work full time. Um, like Josh said earlier as a communications manager for a hotel company. Um, and so I work, you know, full time and then we're full time parents. And so it's just, it's crazy and hectic and amazing. And so, yeah, People, people ask us all the time. They're like, um, man, you guys can never like do much. And we're like, you're telling us like we're constantly going like we're lucky at night you know when we get home cook dinner together and uh sharing some family devotionals and watch a little tv and then bed and it's grind the next day yeah Mm -hmm. um and we're super blessed you know disney has been this really cool escape i think for both of us um just a time to get away relax get our mind off of all the craziness of life and um, and stuff like that, and also have a place where we can go have fun with our son. It's yeah. really, it's really cool. So that's kind of the season we're in right now. We're just in the season of learning how to parent. Um, so any veteran parent listening to this, we would love to hear some great wisdom nuggets. Uh, maybe DM us or message us some nuggets there um, for sure. Because we're, I know we're gonna hit uh, one. Soon. He's gonna be one soon. Yeah, like like three months. That's almost three months. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just say, like, gosh, for any like new mamas out there, like, you're amazing. And um, you know, reach out if you're struggling like postpartum and um, you know, just just know like that people love you and they care about you and um but just like 
enjoy every part of this. Like, it's amazing. Like, there are hard days. And today, like, was, wasn't even, like, a hard day. But he definitely was, like, whinier than normal, um, which isn't really a big deal at all. It just means I get to love on him some more. But, you know, even in, like, those moments, like, instead of being frustrated or being like, oh, I have all these things I have to do. Like, just being able to hold him and love on him and soothe him the way that he needs um, was just like that's a moment and so like taking those moments and not being frustrated and just trying to love them and you know josh is so funny so he calls me jude shield <laughs> and so like if anyone says anything uh or if he like gets onto jude at all like i'm always like right there to like defend him and so i have this like puzzle collage mural of like all these different like family photos that I just had made for Christmas and I left Jude alone for like two minutes while I tried to look for something and he was in his little walker and he grabbed it. And so, yeah, long story short, I came back. It's all like apart and ruined and not going to be able to work anymore. And so, you know, but, and I could have been like really frustrated and stuff, but you have to think like they learn with their mouth. He wasn't trying to destroy mama's, you know, thing. And so, um, just, you know, saying no and trying to teach him, like, this is something you can't ruin and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But um, he's a little boy. He's a little he, boy. He's going to get into he's stuff. Gonna, he's going to break and mess our stuff up. I already up. know <laughs> okay. for a fact that when he starts walking, even probably when he starts crawling, he's going to get into daddy's bookshelf over here. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my books right now, y'all. My little toys, my little gadgets. <laughs> Listen, I already know it. So God... People be praying for me. I need some patience mm-hmm. during that season. Mm-hmm. But no, that's that's kind of the season we're in right now. We're just having fun. Um, yeah. We know God's got some kind of ministry in store in the future for us. And uh, we're just praying, asking Lord what that looks like. And one day down the road, you know, one of the things the Lord had spoke to me was he said, Josh, your 20s are going to be kind of this pivotal time in your life of building your foundation. I think in today's culture more than ever, and I'm going to slip into preach mode, so hang with me. (laughs) But I feel like so many young adults waste their 20s doing nothing and spending it on brokenness. Yeah. And um, I'm really grateful that the Lord woke me up like quick, and I was able to escape that season of brokenness. But it's also been years of learning and growing. And like I said, I, I went through this super arrogant season um, where I just thought I was everything, no, nothing could touch me as far as my preaching. And like, I just learned very quickly, like I'm a nobody, yeah. but because God is in me and he works through me, that makes me a somebody. Yeah. And, but he spoke to me when I was 21 and he said, Josh at age 30, which I'm 28 right now at the recording of this podcast. Um, so I have a year and a half, um, until uh, a couple of two years. No, a year and a half. Yeah, a year <laughs> and a half. Um, I have a year and a half until I hit 30. That's something that's going to shift in my life. And um, and I really believe it. So I, I've just been laying that foundation, trying to be faithful and steward what God's given me. I know we're, the season we're in as you know parents and as husband and wife, we're just stewarding what God gives us, whether yeah. it's friendships, finances, uh, our marriage, yeah. uh, Jude, and just trying to be faithful what he's given us. Um, but but would you just share maybe... Um, some fun facts about being a mom and then I'll share some fun facts about being a dad. Okay. Um, I'll do that. And then we'll wrap up really, really, really quickly. We will share our story of kind of how we met. 
um, because I know a lot of people have been like asking about that. Um, So fun fact about being a mom. Um, I'm really tired all the time, but I don't don't really honestly know if that's a fun fact because if you know me, I have always been tired. Like it's just kind of like in my DNA. Um, I, gosh, I don't even know. Like a fun fact. Um, You want me to share? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. So my favorite thing, there's so many favorite things I love about being a dad for, for Jude. I mean, he just laughs, he smiles, mm. but I love picking him up from his babysitter. <laughs> Becca, by the way, tells me not to do this because it's his sleep time. Not anymore, but it used to be. <laughs> um, but I, when he's in his car seat, I'll like... As soon as we hit a stop sign, I'll like lean over my seat and like look at him. And he is just so cute. He'll turn his head and look right at me and start <laughs> smiling. And so we have this conversation every single time asking, Jude, what did you do today? What was fun? Even though he can't talk. I know he can't talk, y'all. He's a baby. But listen, I'm setting him up <laughs> for success because when he gets in the car as a middle schooler and he doesn't want to talk to dad, and, and trust me, I'm going to be that dad. I'm going to get out the car every time. I'm going to hug him in front of all his friends. I'm going to say all kinds of crazy things right in front of his friends. I'm going to be that dad. Pray for him. Pray for me. All right. Middle no, school pray years. for Jude. No, pray for Hi. me. Pray for me, y'all. All right. Shield. <laughs> yeah, she's shielding him. Um, but no, I, I just love having conversations with him. Um, it's so fun just to see him smile and just look at me and who knows what he's thinking. And he's probably thinking about what he can chew on. But <laughs> Okay, I got one. Um, so Jude is hilarious. So like when he wakes up in the morning or like from one of his naps, he knows like when it's time for mom and dad to come get him. Literally. So he'll sit in his bed and he'll just like talk or like roll around. And so it's like so funny to listen to in the morning. He and just like his little rattle. Yeah, he has a little <laughs> rattle he sleeps with and it's so funny. Um, and then the other thing is like when we come in to say good morning, he like is always on his little belly and he like pushes up. And so he has like his little head perked up and he just like has the big. <laughs> biggest smile and it's just the best thing ever and it makes every morning so much better um so yeah so that's jude okay so really really quick because i know we're like how we met each really other far. yeah how we met each other there's two different sides um, of the story by the way so there is because josh is like has the wrong version ingrained in his it's head the right version all right don't listen to her <laughs> do you want to go first yeah i'll go, go first listen short short simple uh i was preaching on sunday not true and becca came walking through the doors for the first time from the platform as i'm preaching lord forgive me in this moment but i said whoa (laughs) that is a mamacita if i've ever seen one like fine mamacita and i said i had to talk to her and so we started talking about youth ministry and all this kind of stuff and uh, long story short, we ended up going on what I say, their dates. She doesn't say their dates. She said hangouts. Just hangouts. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me and her in the car going to Gainesville, y'all. Hangout. Having lunch. Going to antique shops. I think it's a date. But so we met that way. And I asked her to be my girlfriend at one of the nicest restaurants in Ocala, Sky Asian Fusion, top floor of the Holiday Inn there in Ocala. And, uh, window seat, too. Window seat. See, I knew what I was doing. Right. You were lucky. <laughs> and I'll say this for my fellas. This was big. Take this advice. Trust me. Take this advice. It's worth it. As soon as I asked her, I, I started laying out the boundaries and saying, all right, here's, here's what we're going to We're not going to kiss until engagement. We're not going to say I love you until engagement. Because for those two things, 
I believe those two things, along with some other things, are some of the most intimate, trusting things you can do as a couple. And for me, when I say I love you, that means that I love you financially, I love you physically, and I love you spiritually. And I knew in that moment I couldn't commit to all those. And so I said, no, we're not going to do that until I'm ready to put my big boy pants on and put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. And for the kissing part, I just knew from my past experience with porn and the struggles I had there that, you know, any kind of like super intimate um, boundaries would, would just lead me down a path I didn't need to go down. Mm-hmm. And so right up there, I set those boundaries and man, we, we honored them until our engagement, which was mm-hmm. crazy. We had our first kiss, y'all, when I put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. A year and a half later. So fellas, it's 100% possible for you not to be super intimate with your girlfriend right away. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Grow Preach. some. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. It's okay. <laughs> Grow some, be a man, and lead by example. Mm. Okay. Preach, baby. <laughs> so so funny, like, part to the beginning. So I, I graduated um, from the internship in Georgia. I came home. I didn't really have a home church at the time. And so my parents were actually attending City Light. So they had already known Josh, which was really funny. Um, Anyways. (laughs) And they never even really, like, thought about him and I getting together, which is just kind of like, wow. (laughs) But um, so anyways, I came home and they um, they were like, oh, why don't you come check out City Light, which was the sanctuary at at the time before they changed names. Um, and I was like, no, nah, I think I'm going to find my own thing. Cause I had been doing ministry and I knew what I wanted and I was being a little bit arrogant. And so, and I like wanted to find my own thing. Like, no, I didn't want to go right where my parents were going. So they're like, okay, sure. You can do that. But can you just come like one time with us? And so I was like, fine. So I, that was the Sunday that I went. Josh was not preaching, but Lies. I, I think he was, um, I think he was transitioning. So he was on the stage. Like, I'll give him that. He was on the I stage. Was preaching the word of God, y'all. <laughs> he was, he was transitioning. And I had remember telling my sister, if I'm going to go to this church, they have to have this, 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 this. I had like this whole checklist. And literally Pastor Ken hit every single thing on my list. And I remember looking at my sister and she kind of smirked at me. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. Like, then I want to get involved in youth because I love youth. And that's like what I've been doing like all of those years um, in ministry already. So that was how I kind of met Josh was my sister loves youth too. So she was already had like a meeting with him. And so she was like, well, why don't you come to the meeting? Um, or Josh invited me to the meeting. I don't know. But I like introduced myself to him. And in the back of my head, I was like, well, he's kind of cute. Like, blah, blah. But I was like talking kinda to cute. someone. I was talking to someone at the Jeez. time. That's the only reason I felt that way. And like, normally I, listen, let's be very clear. I'm not that kind of girl who like dates someone and like looks at someone else. So, True. so she I was like, oh, he's cute. <laughs> and so, um, but gosh, we had that coffee. And I honestly, I'm shout out to my sister. I'm really sorry. Cause we totally stole like your entire meeting because like, as soon as Josh and I started talking, like that was it. Like it was just like fireworks. Game over. Yeah, Josh so. played his game. <laughs> Boom. So I remember just being like, wow, like I guess this guy is incredible. Um, and, and then we had done like, um, Oh gosh, we had done like a college thing and then um I ended Let's up Let's talk about the college thing real quick. Okay. First before you do that. So, sorry, one more like little rabbit trail. So, it was gosh, what was it? It was like 7 or 6 or 7 months before then when I was still in Georgia on top of the mountain, the Lord said to me, like distinctly I can remember, when you go home, 
you will meet the one like that you're going to spend your life with doing ministry. Mm. And I was like, whoa, that's super crazy. I even told multiple people. I'm like, listen, the Lord told me this. I think it's kind of crazy because like anyone I know at home, I, I want to marry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> hard pass. And so anyways, and then like I, I had really felt the call to be a pastor's <laughs> wife. So, and even throughout that time, I was being foolish and like dating this other guy, which was against the rules in the first place and just was bad. We'll get into that another day. But, um, so anyways, so we, we came, we came to the, the college group and I like had said something about wanting to be a pastor's wife. No, 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 no. Was Specifically not, no, said, no, no, no. I want to be a youth pastor's no, wife. No, I said pastor's no. wife. And I was not hinting at him, by the way, even though everyone Everyone else, looked right at me. Oh, because they knew he liked me. Um, anyways, so me and the other guy didn't work out. I just like ended things like cold turkey because he just was, um, making my life really difficult. Um, and I just like knew that he wasn't who I was supposed to be with. So, and I remember like that day telling my mom, like, I don't know if this is the guy, AKA Josh, who I should be with. I was like, but this is the type of man that like, I want to marry. And like, I had serious commitment issues. Like I did not want to get married. Didn't see myself getting married. Like the whole idea scared me. Um, but as soon as I like met Josh and like, learned who he was like he was the person i wanted to marry like yeah. i could commit like right from the start i knew as soon as i met you you were the one <laughs> and the one. so yeah so we did some hangouts and we got to know each other dates y'all dates he literally asked me to hang out so i don't want to hear date and i had a rule that if i was gonna if he wanted to be my boyfriend and date me he go. had to ask my dad's permission and, and so i did and i made her dad cry on a sunday morning when did. i asked him when he asked <laughs> After he asked me to be his girlfriend, I said, it's not official until you ask my daddy. Oh, can I tell you? Listen, man, little boys, listen to this. You better ask the girl's dad, all right? Mm-hmm. Yet again, man up. Go to the dad. If if you if maybe she doesn't have a dad, go to whoever the significant man has been in her life and say, can I date this person? Mm-hmm. Trust me, the blessing that comes with it is far better than you trying to keep it yourself, acting like you the big man. Because mm-hmm. you're not. So, so that was like really, that meant a lot to me that he was willing to like ask my dad. And there was like no questions asked. Like we were not boyfriend and girlfriend until he officially asked. And that was like four days after he had asked me, like until he could actually talk to my dad that I was like, listen, don't even try flirting with me. Don't even try any of this until you ask my daddy. And then if he says yes, then like you could be my boyfriend. And I had told him right off the bat, I was like, just so you know, I'm not planning on dating anyone again. So if you want to date me, you marry <laughs> me too. <laughs> so um, we had just really established, like like Josh said, like those boundaries. Like yeah. we were in it for the long haul. And that's yeah. why we took, I think we took three months of just yeah. getting to know each other and keeping it like strictly like questions and like, asking how we felt about things and like getting to know each other and like see how we reacted to stuff. And, and then with doing the whole, like no kissing and no saying, I love you. It just like gave us the opportunity, which let me tell you right now, I liked kissing. I'm not even going to lie. So sorry, mom and dad, if you heard this, I like was not about <laughs> the whole not kissing thing, but, and then he said it and I was like, okay, sure. Cause I love you. <laughs> but, and even though I couldn't say that to him, but, um, for real though, like it, we just became best friends like that yeah, year and a half so of much dating <laughs> and just like spending so much time together like we did we didn't have to like struggle with the like sexual tension and like wanting to go further and wanting to do things and like just 
uh, not dealing with things that like we should really know about each other yeah. before we get like super serious. And so like we learned how our tempers were. We learned um, how we both dealt with stress and how like what we like to do for fun. And so we learned all those different things um, because we didn't have those temptations. And so we just got to be absolute best friends. Yeah. Um, and I think it really set us up because, you know, we're almost three years into marriage and yeah. it's just been, it's been amazing. Amazing. Yeah. amazing. Like, yeah, we've had our fights and we've had like our bickering and stuff, but like they've not been anywhere near what they could no. have been because we really like know each other yeah. and like there's and we've established that trust. Like there's no fear of like, oh, we got in a fight, maybe he'll leave, like, or maybe I'll leave. Like yeah. we're in it to win it. Like right. no one's going anywhere. We're gonna handle it right now. And so, um, yeah, so that's a little bit about how we met and um yeah, so it's just been it's been a wild ride. Yeah. We're five years in, and come on, baby, it's amazing. Keep keep so. keep riding it out. I love it. Yeah. Um. Well, that's that's all we wanted to share today, guys. We just want to introduce ourselves so you guys know who you're listening to. And in the future, we will have um we will have some some guests with us for sure, some leaders, uh, people in the community, pastors um, that we interview on on specific episodes, but. I think it's important for you guys to know the host of a podcast. I know personally, I love, 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 love podcasts. Um, and so uh, that's kind of part of my daily rhythm is usually in the mornings on my way to work, I'll listen to a podcast. Um, so I always love who, you know, who I'm listening to to kind of get to know them. And so we wanted to, you guys to, to know us and our quirks and funny stuff about <laughs> us and stuff like that. Um, but uh, next weeks or not next week two weeks from now uh the episode episode two uh is is gonna be uh the one where we talk about sex and porn (laughs) and all the cultural lies about it it's it's gonna be crazy it's gonna gonna be be spicy Mm -hmm. i already told becca last night i said we're gonna share some intimate details that we probably wouldn't share maybe um with with some people um yeah. yeah so um make sure you check that one out and i promise you um, cause I already know how that stigma kind of goes with that. People are like, Oh, this is awkward. I'm not gonna listen. Promise you it's going to be funny. Uh, there's gonna be serious moments. There could be some tears. Um, uh, but we just want to like, uh, no pun intended. We want to lift the covers off yeah. of those things and yeah. really expose what, what porn is doing to our society. Yeah. Um, the lies that, you know, people believe about sex and marriage and, all this kind of crazy stuff about sexuality. And so uh, it's going to be a fun episode. Looking forward to it um, and, and can't wait. But um, thank you so much for joining us around the table. Um, we pray, man, that this podcast impacts you, uh, maybe gives you new perspective. And maybe you you laughed a little bit. You, you learned some stuff about us. <laughs> and so, uh, man, we pray that you join us every other Sunday around the table Grab your favorite coffee, grab your favorite mug, and uh, we'll see you on next week's episode.